This contest is the special Iron Man match for the World Wrestling Federation Championship. thing is I, I know this is a wrestling show but yeah before we get on to it i need to tell you something about okay. what's oh, happened no no i don't know whether it's the years of my independent wrestling uh, mm. that's done it and i've had a few too many blows to the head um, well that, i mean that could be a, a valid i mean cause, you think yeah. about i've listened back to a couple of the shows and i just threw with names i've noticed uh yeah quite frequently yeah yeah um, and well, names, places, people, faces, and I, 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 and and I'm quite an angry person, as you know. Yeah, damn yeah. it, yeah, damn it. Um, so, and I might have a multiple personality disorder. <laughs> it's entirely possible. Um, I, I do get that impression. Anyway, I, I went to a supermarket tonight. Yeah. Um, before before here, well, like earlier on. Recording. And, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not going to name the supermarket, but you know, every little helps. And um, ah, yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the red, white, the, and blue. The thing yes. is, yeah, my 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 better half's going away next week. Um, so I was like, oh, what should I have for food next week? Yeah. And I I went to stand at the at the steaks, right? Yeah. And I was looking at the steaks, and you know, that's quite nice. And then I, I at this moment in me, I was like, oh, that's too expensive. And then I was like, oh, come on, don't be ridiculous. She's going away. I can have <laughs> a steak. So I pick this steak up. Yeah. I walk back to my trolley. Right on my trolley, and I go walking around, and I go and look at some fruit and veg or whatever, and I leave my trolley again. I mean, you weren't buying fruit and veg; you were just looking at it. Just yeah. looking. Well, yeah. no, I wasn't sure what. Left my trolley again. Walked yeah. around, picked up a bag of apples. Walked back to my trolley and mm-hmm. thought, "That's not my trolley." <laughs> okay. So I was, I was well confused at this point. Yeah. I was looking at the trolley, thinking that's a small trolley. I had a big trolley. It's mm. not got the the bag for life. You know, you got to look after the environment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's my steak in there. Yeah. But it's so, not so, so what I'd done is I'd looked at the steak, got myself all in a fluster, walked back to what I thought was my trolley. Yeah. <laughs> I've just walked halfway around the store and what I thought was my trolley. So someone may well still be in Tesco's now. Walking around, looking, looking puzzled. Literally, <laughs> yeah. um, I looked around, but I didn't know. Who oh, it was. you used the you used the name of the supermarket there. Oh, tut, tut. oh never yeah. mind. So I think I'm, I'm I think I'm losing it. What did you do? So I had to go and find my trolley. Leave yeah. the other trolley. Um, my advice <laughs> would probably be to seek medical assistance right. at the earliest opportunity because um, you don't want to be in the situation of Mick Foley. The only other thing I think is maybe I'm going to hang myself to the trolley. <laughs> oh, that could be yeah. Mm. And that would be a very interesting twist on the uh, the the uh, the handcuff match, mm. or uh, you know the uh, the uh, the uh, uh, the stick on the pole thing. In my I mean, I don't know if it's 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 due to having like baking tray smacked over my head, um, cake tins. Mm. Don't forget cake tins. I don't know what it is, but can I can I sue Vince McMahon for this? No, you're not Rene Dupree, and we know how that ended. Can't I claim that I was like uh, one of the conquistadors or something? <laughs> um, well, I'm fairly certain he may have seen their faces, uh, so I don't think that's really a, a get out clause. So, uh, well, I, I I would just play it by ear, see how you do. Yeah, 
and if I see you starting to flag in any capacity, like names, uh, names, (laughs) tables, faces, chairs, ladders, oh my. The other thing is... um, I think I've got it now. I think it's it's passed on. (laughs) The other thing is we're sat here having a conversation. Yeah. Um, I've just realised I've forgotten to pick up Old Man Joey. Oh, have you deleted him? Yes, I deleted you, Joey. (laughs) Extraordinary. Okay, welcome to the Iron Man. It is a delightful deletion. There we go. Welcome to the Iron Man podcast, um, episode 24. Indeed. The UK Wrestling Fan Survival Guide. I am the real deal. No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. It starts. I, however, am the real deal. And that was the fallen angel. <laughs> and the man not sat with us is old man. Is old man Joey. He's been deleted. Um, so. I think we should have words with Matt Hardy. Anyway, so what have we got on today's show? Uh, you can't go wrong with this. You've, you've, don't you're forget off to list. ring the bell. Yeah, I'll, I'll ring the damn bell. <laughs> so okay, right. So you've got so a list. I've got a list. Just follow the list. <laughs> follow the list. Yeah, okay. You can't Tick go wrong. it off as we've done it. Yeah. You can't go wrong. So on this show, we have got the news. Obviously, yeah. Um, well, not obviously. We don't do it every week, uh, most weeks. Yeah. Um, we've got the news. Um, it's going to be a bit backwards because we have recorded this before backlash, and yes. backlash was last night. So yep. we'll put the news on for backlash next week. We'll review that. Um, we are going to look at NXT and CWC for this week, um, which you're going to review for us. Yeah. We're going to look at uh, go back to our Intercontinental Championship tournament from months back to continue working out who the best Intercontinental Champion of all time was. We're going to look at, you're going to review, five good Matt Hardy matches. Yep. Or, well, I'll try. We're going to look at Botched to Broadway, which was a Backlash 2002 Hulk Hogan returning... Oh, no, uh, no. Botched to Broadway uh, was Backlash 04. Uh, Backlash 04, Botched yep. to Broadway, which is uh, just after WrestleMania 20, um, and that's the whole event. Main event jobber, Hulk Hogan and Triple H at uh, Backlash 2002. There we go. Yep. Uh, fatally Flawed Way, where you're going to present me with something uh, yes. amazing to judge. Yep. Um, what happened if, and obviously I'll talk about that a bit more yep. later on, um, Hidden Gems on the W. WE Network, he said the WCW Network. WC Dubs Network. Nightmare. That's the alternate history we were talking about last yeah. week. Um, and um, Tag Team Turmoil. So, okay. uh, let's go for it. Should we have some news? This yep, is go the on. news. Okay, so, um, what thing are you looking forward to for WrestleMania next year? Uh, oh, well, I thought you were going to go down the thankful route there. Um, what am I looking forward to to WrestleMania? Hopefully, Bobby Roode just blitzing the roof off the place. Well, that will probably happen. And maybe AJ Styles' his new hairstyle. Um, but what seems to have been almost completely confirmed now is this. Look at this picture and make a sound when you <gasps> see it. Oh, no. Okay, so yes, the gigantic seven-foot-tall grappler, the big show, will go on one-on-one um, with... With the great one! The, no. With the NBA... Uh, all-star, I guess, uh, Shaq, um, what's his name? Shaq O'Neal, is it? I can't remember. Is it Shaquille O'Neal? Uh, that sounds right. Okay, look at that names again. Shaquille O'Neal at next year's WrestleMania. Yeah, so, we, we just need to get you some, like, a phonetic dictionary or something. <laughs> yeah. So, effectively, um, the big show has claimed now that that match is definitely on. 
Um, he said they've never had a match the massive pair have clashed on numerous occasions on WWE TV over the years oh yeah because um, at, at Wrestlemania this year uh, they eliminated each other and then Big Show gave him a big hug and, on TV and they had um, they had um, a he was uh, guest guest uh, host of Raw one year and they, yes. they collided in that yeah. um, so the Big Show who I believe is about 40 and Shaq O'Neal 44 uh, are believed to be going at it next year. Um, despite being drafted over to Raw when the Bland's bit was conducted back in July, Big Show has been off WWE in t- recent months. He has, however, been cast keeping a keen eye on the new era. Big Show has seen it all during the 20 years, but apparently he's in the best shape of his 20-plus year career. Right. I find that slightly hard to believe. Mm. Um, but I'm not going to um, not gonna argue. Yep. WWE legend has confirmed that he will face none other than fellow giant basketball ace Shaquille O'Neal at next year's WrestleMania. I'll be honest, I'm not that bothered. No, well, I am bothered because I don't want to watch it. Well, that, I mean, that's, to be honest, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Well, hopefully it will be on the pre-show and we won't have to worry about it. They're not going to have Shaquille O'Neal on the pre-show. Oh. I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. Why not? Okay, uh, <laughs> CM Punk. Um, CM Punk is yep. uh, due, he's had his weigh-in, and he's passed his weigh-in for the Ultimate Fighting Championship 203. Uh, is, is he the Ultimate Fighting Champion? Well, that's what I was about to ask you. What do you think? Uh, do you think he's going to do well, or is he going to embarrass uh, Well, uh, I didn't really catch most of his wrestling career, so I can't really speak for uh, for that, because uh, as uh, regular listeners will know, I missed out on probably nearly the last decade of WWE, so uh, that includes the CM Punk era. But apart from a few matches I've seen here and there, and uh, apart from the fact that I know that he can talk for... Uh, the US, I was going to say for England then, but he's not English, so he can talk like the best of them, uh, he can cut a, a shoot promo like the best of them, but do I don't know, I'm, I, I I don't know how this could work out, I, mean, I know Brock, Brock Lesnar's, as a comparison from, you know, going from wrestling to UFC, you've got the sheer size of the man, but I'm not sure how... That's who he's fighting, a man called Mickey Gall... So CM, okay. similar size. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it'd be a bit weird if you had Brock Lesnar against yeah, CM yeah, Punk yeah, yeah, in, a, in a, an actual UFC yeah. fight. But um, based on weight class, I've not really seen a huge amount of UFC. I've no real interest in UFC, and uh, the the point is moot as far as I'm concerned. He could do whatever he wants. Okay, good. Um, there we go. I think it, by the time this show's on air, it will be um, history. We've already had the match, mm. so we'll see next week. We'll talk about it. I'm going to predict um, he's going to lose. Okay. Yeah. I I'm a, I I do regret not putting a bet on actually with the Brock Lesnar one because everyone said Brock Lesnar was return would lose and he kicked his ass apparently. So, yeah. Um, Destroyed. Okay. Him. Former WWE World Champion Kurt Angle is most likely to work with WWE again in 2017. Apparently, talks have already begun uh, that Kurt Angle will be the uh, face and the main uh, pull or drive for uh, WWE 2K. 18 it will be, won't it? Or is it too, is the um, year ahead? It's year ahead, so the, the TK17 is yeah. out at the end of this year. Yeah. So um, that looks like that, and then obviously Kurt Angle is keen to do a, a temporary wrestling contract. I mean, to me, they would be stupid not to bring Kurt Angle back yeah. in, because as long as he's cleaned up his sort of drug act, which I believe he has, um, he would be... He's be an a, Olympic gold medalist. Yeah, you know? a very valuable addition. Valuable He's got talent. part-time wrestler, can train wrestlers, make it look more real. He can be a good backstage person because of that. Um, yeah, but if he's coming in as a part-time wrestler, 
Why did they not offer the same deal to Mike Knox? Oh, hang on, no, I've just answered my own question. That's that's a silly question. Yeah, <laughs> this is a anyway. silly question yes. for silly people. Okay, so um, that is that. Okay, some other news. Um, at least it will be if I can get this thing to do what I want it to do. Is you and technology is a bad mix. I know. Yeah. Um, Page apparently it looks like uh, Page has requested legal uh, representation. It, well, it's all across the internet. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. Um, that she wants to be released from her WWE contract. Mm. Is that a loss? Do you mean? Um, based on current performances, no. Yeah. Um, but uh, Alberto Del Rio has definitely gone, hasn't he? I don't know if we covered that previously. Well, even but... even soon, they're breaking. Page reportedly quits the WWE. So yeah. There we go. Um, so yeah, I mean. I think it's a shame because I think there was a lot of talent there. Um, obviously, not 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 unpleasant to look at either, but but you know a lot of talent. And I don't know what happens now with her career. I don't know whether that means it's over or not. But well, the the other thing, well, she could go to uh, her parents' federation, give that a bit of a boost. Well, but, I suppose. So. Um, but the problem is, from uh, again, I can only speak for the last nearly two years now since the the network launched over here. So that that's the only point that I can really use as as a. A point of reference but it seems that she had a strong push last year and since then it's kind of she's kind of been lost yeah i'd agree with that definitely yeah and it's a shame because she's got the talent to to perform well in the ring it's almost like she tried to start the diva revolution <laughs> yeah and then and, gone. Uh, yeah and then um she seems to have been like brushed to one side in favor of you know the likes of eva marie um and a, a lot of the the nxt faithful that have, that have come up and, and bolstered the, the the ladies ranks but it's it's a shame in one way but it's it's just a, a sign that's indicative of wwe creative as a whole it's just that if they don't have an idea for you that's it you you are pushed away <laughs> unless they they want to bring you back i mean uh, natalia is a case in point i mean she was misused for a very long time from what i can see and it's only recently that she started to be pushed back more into the uh, mine light limelight <laughs> and um it, it's it's a shame that Paige has found herself in this position and also by virtue of, of what's happening with alberto del rio found herself again on the wrong end of wwe's big gnarly stick yeah so there you go that was uh, you went on quite a tirade there yeah um okay so um i have been known to do it now and again yes this is true that's pretty much, I think, the 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 news for today. That was the news. That was the news. Um, so I think we are probably going to let me just double check one last time. No, yeah, it's gone. No, right. no. There we go. Okay, so that was the news. Um, What's next? The next thing is you're going to talk to me about NXT and CWC. Okay, uh, any preference for which one you want NXT. to hear first? NXT. Okay, so this week's episode of NXT, let me pull up my notes. Or well, the D notes. So it was a bit of um, uh, an interesting mix on NXT this week. So you had uh, TM61, who have started to uh, build up a bit mm-hmm. of a reputation in NXT. They opened the show with a match against a couple of CWC uh, former comp- competitors. Okay. The are they team. signed officially? Or? Um, I don't know, but I'm assuming they are because they have been in the Cruiserweight Classic and now they're in Not NXT. Not necessarily, though, no, because no, um, no. what's his name? Easy Eric was... Uh, Eric. This uh, is true, yep. Yeah. Wasn't there? But um, it could just be part of a tryout mm-hmm. thing, but it's Tony Nice, who, uh, the, the bearded, angry man of right. the Cruiserweight mm-hmm. Classic. Very uh, te- um, technically skilled uh, competitor, very... Um, uh, 
violent and uh, powerful competitor in NXT, uh, not NXT in, in the Cruiserweight Classic, and uh, tagging with Arya Davari. Okay. And uh, that was quite an interesting match. Uh, it was uh, nice back and forth, and uh, TM61 won that match. So I think what the, the purpose of that match was to, was to give some exposure to uh, the NXT audience of a couple of entries in the, the Cruiserweight Classic, and also to give TM61 a bit of a push. You say that, but surely it was the NXT audience that sat and watched the Cruiserweight Classic. It, uh, I don't know if it was the, the actual mm, NXT yeah, audience. Okay. Um, I, I know it's at Full Sail University, yeah. so NXT Arena, but... I could imagine argue. it's generally the same local people. More than likely. It. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, mm. but uh, anyway. So Ember Moon had a match against a, a woman called Leah Vaughn. Okay. Um, I've no idea who this Leah Vaughn was, but Ember did her like springboard stunner thing. Yeah. They, they almost pretty much... Uh, Called it that on the uh, on the commentary yeah. as well, so uh, I think a better showing from Ember Moon here than she had at NXT Takeover. Needed, so, I think, yeah. yeah, so there's um, uh, good things ahead for her, I think. But that was uh, actually only a three minute match, so it wasn't uh, wasn't hugely long. Uh, so next up, we there was a bit of um, a backstage promo with uh, Tommaso Ciampa, the man you can't say, one of the men you can't say, mm-hmm. and Johnny Gargano and. DIY. Yeah, they were just yeah, just call them DIY. Mm-hmm. So they were backstage, and they were basically saying that because uh, uh, because Champa was beaten up by uh, the revival, revival last week, yeah. he's got sore ribs. Oh no! So the the mm. uh, the lady medic was prodding him in the ribs. Right again. And uh, Gargano came in and said his knees healed, uh, knees healed up. And then Neil, as apparently, uh, that, let me put my teeth back in. So his his knee has healed up. Mm. Uh, Trampa is cleared to wrestle next week, so what will most likely happen is next week is there will be a tag match. match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So next up, the uh, the greatest man in the world, Austin Aries. Yes. Against Andrade Cien Almas. Okay. Okay. And this was a battle of face versus heel. Mm-hmm. So pretty much the the same setup we had at Takeover, but with uh, Aries and well, No Way Jose and Bobby Roode. Swapping uh, opponents yeah. essentially because what's happening next week is Bobby Reed will be fighting No Way Jose. Okay, right. So they they've sort of swapped yes. swapped over opponents there, but then there's still the lingering threat of uh, Hideo Itami with uh, Austin Aries, but right. that wasn't really picked up uh, this okay. week. So uh, again, another good solid match between both of these guys, and uh, <coughs> steady, steady. A bit of a cough. Uh, yeah, and. Uh, I I'm, I actually really enjoy watching both of these guys wrestle, but uh, Aries won that match with his uh, the, the last chancery, I think he calls it. Okay, yeah. Is that yeah. that sort of submission hold? Um, it's a nice little transition. It is a good submission yeah. hold, that is. Yeah. But he went in from uh, it was like a body slam, and then he uh, transitioned into that, and it was like a really nice, uh, smooth uh, transition into that. Um, and uh, there's a one thing as well that's coming up on NXT in the last couple of weeks is uh, a sanity vignette. Yes. Which I don't know. I, I get the impression that might be a female wrestler coming in, but I I don't know really. But the the whole angle of that seems to be a sort of a post-apocalyptic, uh, like London riots yep. type uh, type promo. And it's a bit of an interesting one, but it, it's, a, it's kind of like the Ember Moon promos. But although they did do an Ember Moon promo where she's out in like the parking lot or something, and she just stood up and stared at the camera, which was a bit odd. But um, and then um, finally, we for NXT this week we had the 
main event, which was Shinsuke Nakamura, another one of your named favourites, against Steve Cutler, who um, uh, made a first appearance last yes. week. The, the Mutton Chop Man. The Mutton Chop Man. And interestingly, Samoa Joe was on commentary. Okay. And because Samoa Joe is injured, I mean, in some of the backstage promos, he was limping around the place. Yeah. Uh, whether or not that's kayfabe or a, a legit yeah. injury, I don't know. But he was quite muted and uh, didn't really have like the the pizzazz and uh, gusto that he normally right. does, like yeah. that that sort of bubbling under rage that is normally typical of Samoa Joe. Yeah. Um, so that could be an interesting thing, but it, it is obviously building up to eventually a rematch, a rematch between yeah. Nakamura and, and Joe. Well, they're going to have be... that rematch um, if Samoa Joe does go up to the main roster, which has been rumoured. Um, it was one of the things on the news, but I didn't yeah. mention it. Um, it's, it's, they've got to have that second match to confirm uh, yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura is um, oh well done I thought I was, well yeah, done yeah. Yeah. Um, he is good enough to be so there. was that condescending I don't know <laughs> a bit a bit yeah. is it like, <laughs> is it you, too you, condescending well done yeah. well done have well, a gold, have a gold well, star well done you yeah. well done <laughs> okay CWC uh, then quickly CWC yeah so there was only uh, a couple of semi-finals. matches semi-finals it was the last of the quarterfinals okay so next week we've got a two hour live show mm-hmm. so it'll be uh, two days after this goes live and a two hour live show which has the semi-finals the final and I believe DIY are going to be wrestling in so orange. if you're a, a WWE fan on the next hang on am I a WWE this, this yes, week, yes I am this yeah. week we're currently in as far as the show is concerned yeah. Last night you would have watched uh, Battle Backlash. Yep. Battle Backlash. Battle Backlash yep. is the new version. Battle Cat. Tonight you've got Raw. Yeah. Hours, so that's six hours. Yep. Uh, tomorrow you got SmackDown. Yep. So that's uh, another eight two. hours. Yep. Uh, then you got two hours of CWC. Yep. An so hour of NXT. An hour of NXT. So that is about eleven hours of wrestling mm-hmm. in three days. Are you including the pre-show there as well for backlash? No, because no one cares about the pre-show. <laughs> and also, possibly, no matter talk- what they say, no one cares, no one cares. about the pre-show. And maybe, maybe apart from WrestleMania. Yeah, maybe talking smack. Yeah, or you could watch a bit of talking smack. Yeah, and maybe a bit of totally. Oh, maybe a bit of holy foley just to get your your blood going. Well, maybe not. I'm so annoyed by holy foley now mm. that. When I watch the WWE Network and it advertises it before they yep, start all over the place. I want to smash my TV. <laughs> Go away! Mm. Well, I've had an issue with Stop the Stop tormenting me! <laughs> You're doing it wrong! Um, I've had an issue this week in my continue watching section on mm-hmm. my uh, Fire TV stick has not been working. So I've actually mm. been on the, uh, the live chat with a member of the WWE Network no. help team today trying to resolve it. Um, so the, uh, the approach was... Have you tried logging out and logging back in? Uh, yes, I have. Have you tried deleting the app and reinstalling it? Yeah. Yep, I've done that. Uh, no change. So they are looking into it further and they were going to get back to me. So by the time this goes live, I might have actually had a response. Um, I don't want to um, upset you, but mm. it's probably not going to happen. You do know who is on the other side of that. Who's I do. That. Yep. Yeah, it's Max Moon. Yep. Yeah, so... Yep. Um, I did get that impression. His, his IT yeah. knowledge isn't that good. Look at what he thought the future was going to be. <laughs> this is true. This yeah. is very true. Um, yeah. So Anyway, CWC. CWC. So this week's quarterfinals, the last two matches we had, we had Zack Sabre Jr. against Nam Dar. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Noam, Noam Dar. Let me predict. Sabre Jr. Yes, he won. There we go. Good, yeah. Um, and then there was TJ Perkins who beat Rich Swan. Mm-hmm. Now, both of those matches were... 
phenomenal. Okay. They were one step short of entering our Hall of Fame. Wow. Just bold one, claims. By one the step, deal, yeah. yeah. So Sabre Jr. against Noam Dar, that was a pure display of technical wrestling brilliance. And the way both men sort of worked on specific limbs, you, you know, in uh, the SmackDown games, mm. uh, when they did that limb Yes, thing. and so, you beat the legs up and then they, yeah, they limbed. And they turned around. red yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, you, could, yeah. you know, made the submission easier. Yeah. So it, it was very much like a real-life version of that. Okay. So uh, Sabre Jr., he was basically crippled in the arm and the leg. Mm-hmm. By Noam Dar. Noam Dar just couldn't stand up at the end of it. Um, and uh, Zack Sabre Jr. won the match after a phenomenal uh, 15 minutes worth of wrestling. But he won the match. Uh, he got uh, Noam Dar into like this, this armbar thing, but he couldn't wrap his arm around to, to lock it. It's just yeah. like... Um, I can't remember the name of the move, but in any case, he, uh, he had to use his leg to actually cinch in both mm-hmm. arms for Noam Dar. Right. And the way he did it, it made it look as though Noam Dar's arm had been dislocated. Oh, nice. The way they set it up, it was like really cleverly done. Um, and uh, so we got the victory there. Now, the, the next match, TJ Perkins, Rich Swan. I'll be honest, going into it, I'd completely forgotten about everything TJ Perkins yeah, had done I in this tournament. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I just couldn't tell you. I mean, I knew, looking back, it's like, oh yeah, he beat Johnny Gargano. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, and then it made sense. But, this again, superb match. Okay, good stuff. There, there was um, uh, Rich Swan though. You know where they do like the dance off type of stuff. So TJ Perkins does the uh, the dabbing, and TJ uh, Rich Swan does his uh, little dance moves and whatever. They had they had a dab off. Nice, nice. Uh, but it was a superb match again. Very, very technically based. Uh, very high flying in places as well, and uh, a credit to the Cruiserweight Classic. So next week's final should be epic. Okie doke. So, um, let's move on from that then. Um, let's go on to something we haven't done for a while. Yeah. The Intercontinental title tournament that we were okay. in. So, we're trying to figure out, with time not being a problem, who the best Intercontinental champion was of all time. So, I'll give you a quick recap about what happened in round one. Please do. I think it's been about 20 weeks. So, <laughs> um, I'm a bit concerned here because I can't think who that, that is, but we'll come back to that one side song. Right. Apparently it was Santino versus HTM. Who would HTM be? Honky Tonk Man. Honky Tonk Man. Okay, good. The Honky Tonk Man went With a forward. With hair slick back. Yep. Yep. Uh, Brett the Hitman Hart versus Owen Hart. Brett Hart went forward. Yep. Mr. Perfect versus Kurt Angle, and Mr. Perfect went forward. Don't forget this is what their value to the Intercontinental title was, yes. and not anything else. Yeah. Um, Randy Savage, Ricky Steamboat, and Ricky Steamboat went forward. The Godfather versus Double J, Jeff Jarrett, J Double F, J A Double R, E Double T, and The Godfather went forward. After all that, yeah. <laughs> uh, The <laughs> Ultimate Warrior it. versus Texas Tornado. The Ultimate Warrior went forward. HBK versus Triple H. Um, HBK went forward. The Rock versus um, Steve Austin. The Rock went forward. Roddy Piper versus Dean oh, Ambrose. Oh, God, it goes on. It does. Roddy Piper <laughs> versus Dean Ambrose. Roddy Piper went forward. Razor Ramon versus Diesel. Razor Ramon won. Uh, Rick Rude versus Dolph Ziggler. Rick Rude. Edge versus Christian. Edge. Jeff Hardy versus RVD. Uh, Jeff Hardy went forward. China versus um, Shamrock. China went forward. The British Bulldog versus Wade Barrett. The British Bulldog went forward. Melvinus versus D'Lo Brown. Getting desperate at this point. 
Dilo Brown went forward and Goldust versus the Road Dog and Goldust went forward. Okay. So let's go through to round two. So finally, let's, let's see um, how this works out then. So who would win a matchup between, or who would win in terms of value in this tournament between the Honky Tonk Man and Brett the Hitman Hart? Brett Hart. Although Honky Tonk had at that time the longest yeah. reign as Intercontinental Champion, well, but in terms of value, Brett Hart. I suppose it depends what you want to do. If you need a heel, a cheesy heel, yeah. Honky Tonk Man is that cheesy heel. Um, <laughs> however, into- I'm going to write that down. Honky Tonk Man is the cheesy heel. There we yeah. go. Um, I'm talking into a glass rather than into the microscope. Into the microscope. I was born in the dark. <laughs> um, if you're talking about someone that actually can wrestle and uh, can have different innovative matches, probably Bret Hart. So I agree there. Yeah. Bit of a harder one here, I think. Mr. Okay. Perfect yep. or Ricky Steamboat? Ooh, uh, in terms of value for the IC title, um, I would say both are reasonably well matched in terms of professional wrestling ability. In their peak, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for value for the IC title, I would go for Mister Perfect. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Steamboat. Yeah, you... yeah, go on. Steamboat just sort of had the title. Then faded away and presumably lost it to the Honky Tonk Man. So, mm. um, whereas Perfect, by losing the title, he he was injured and he kept the title, and so he could have that SummerSlam Night One showdown with Bret Hart. Yeah, Perfect elevated Bret Hart's career. Definitely, he tried to elevate the Texas Tornado's career. Didn't work. Didn't work. Okay, so yeah, Perfect. Did I just kick you again? Then you did. Good. It's fine. I'm used to it. Okay. Um, oh. Well, that's gonna be hard. The Ultimate Warrior yeah. versus um, Gold. No, the Godfather. Sorry, uh, Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, easy. Okay. <laughs> that didn't take much. Effort, HBK did it? or The Rock Intercontinental. I see. Oh, uh... so you've got Shawn Michaels, who was the IC champion from around about October '92, when he beat the British Bulldog at a Saturday Night's main event. Um, because Bulldog was <laughs> fired to steroids, mm-hmm. um, and he kept it all the way until after WrestleMania 9, where Marty Giannetti <laughs> beat him. Ah. But then he pretty much got it back and went to and fro, and then you had that brilliant, um, I'm still in, he got suspended, Razor Ramon won it, led to the ladder match yes. at WrestleMania yep. 10. So you had all that. But then at the same time, you have The Rock, who I can't remember initially when he won it, to be honest. Was he in The Nation at that he point? Beat, no, he beat Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. No, oh, yes, he beat Steve Austin. Or did he win it in a tournament when Steve Austin was out for his neck, oh. I think? But Steve Austin came back, wasn't very happy, threw it in the river. Yep. You then had The Rock-Austin feud start at the lower level at first. Austin then went off to become main eventer. Rock then uh, feuded with Ken Shamrock, which was quite a good feud. Yep. Um, and it all his career, his intercontinental title career ended with that amazing ladder match at SummerSlam '98 versus Triple H. Oh yes, um, I remember. Yeah. So that didn't really help, though. You've got no decision. Uh, God, value for the IC. I mean, because you look at it from two eras, because you've got the uh, the the attitude era for the Rock. Or building up to the attitude era for the Rock, and then you've got the I mean, the, the frankly abysmal early nineties to mid nineties. Who was the only good thing really around? Yeah, mm. um, I've got to go for HBK. Yeah. I think. I think what HBK did was kept the company going. If you think about yeah. WrestleMania Ten, what's the best match of WrestleMania Ten? Oh, match. yeah, 
Bye, bye. All the no holds barred match between Cross and Savage. I don't know. Actually, um, actually, maybe not even maybe Bret Hart, Owen Hart, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, you've just sort of crippled your own argument. Anyway, maybe not. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Roddy Piper versus Razor Ramon. Oh, again, interesting. Uh, it's a difficult one. Roddy Piper was actually only the Intercontinental Championship from what Royal Rumble '92, where he beat the Mountie. Yeah. Uh, versus he was the Mountie, and he always. Gets his man. Yeah. Uh, Much but, like Billy Gunn. Yeah. And um, you had to get him in there, didn't you? <laughs> He's not come up so with this, actually. No. Um, <laughs> it's probably for the best. <laughs> and then he lost it to Bret Hart at WrestleMania 8 when Bret Hart re won the Intercontinental Championship yeah. before losing to the British Bulldog mm. uh, later on. So, or Razor Ramon, who beat um, Sean Mo- well, he won it in the tournament, then eventually went on to on Shawn Michaels. And I believe Razor kept it until he lost it to uh, Double J to Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> um, I think, going from the, the value approach, Razor Ramon. Okay. But only because Roddy Piper, he wasn't so much at, at that stage, he'd sort of dropped down the card and he was. I suppose you think of it, you think about Roddy Piper, I don't think of someone with the Intercontinental Championship. No. I think about Razor Ramon, actually, I do think of him as the Intercontinental Champion. But you know. that, that may have been more to do with the era. That we yeah, were watching it, definitely. so I mean, there's certainly certainly a lot of personal bias in this whole you, tournament. You look but... at that, yeah, that WrestleMania 10 sort of era uh, to WrestleMania 12 sort of era. It was the best thing going in the company was the IC title. Yeah. You know, you oh yeah, yeah. String of IC champions. It's not the, difficult, yeah, really, but, but they, they they did elevate it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this will be an interesting one. Rick Rude or Edge? Uh, uh, oh. That's an interesting one indeed. That's um, quite tricky, isn't it? Yeah, because uh, I mean, Rick Rude had that great feud with the Ultimate Warrior in the late eighties, early nineties. My problem with Edge is, I think I never appreciated Edge until mm. it was like I liked his too late superstar. <laughs> but actually, I look back now and think I wish I would have liked Edge a bit more because yeah. it was really good. Um, I can't get past the fact that I like Rick Rude though. At the yeah, DRC this is the thing. Uh, Rick just, Rude had the charisma. Yeah. Edge, I've never. I think Edge did better as a world champion later yeah, on, yeah. as a heel, with, and he needed someone like Vicky Guerrero or Lita with him. To some reason that worked, whereas when he was IC champion, I don't think it had that much pull to it. No. I think I think he was someone that got booed a lot when he should have got cheered yeah. at the same time. And Rick Rude has the charisma to carry it without any... Um, well, he was simply ravishing. He was. No. Yeah. Or um, There we go, and now we've so, got Bobby Rude, who is simply... Glorious. There we go. Okay. And he won't give in. No. Nor will I. Next round. Jeff Hardy versus China. E. Um, e. Bad gum. E. Gromit. Cheese. Oh, value. Um, Just for ongoing uh, value in a nostalgic sense, China. China. Okay, there we go. Um, only woman intercontinental title champion yeah. holder. Yeah. So, so it, I, I can see you just getting through to the finals at this rate, based on that alone. I don't know about that. Um, okay, yeah. I've just disqualified D'Lo Brown. Yeah, well, okay. we've got too many. He, he was too busy wobbling his head yeah. and he weren't listening. So he was never going to win. Um, so <laughs> next round, it's lucky last got... one of this round is yeah. the British Bulldog versus Gold Dust. British Bulldog. Is that just because you've been patriotic and yes. you like the bulldog from your childhood? Yeah. Not the fact that Goldust was was a, a quite a long running intercontinental champion. He was a long running champion. He was from the era that I uh, grew up in my teens as an IC champion. He was a forward thinking, excellent character on TV. Not so much these days. He's 
sort of lost his way. But uh, also, but the British Bulldogs sold Wembley Stadium. Right? Yes, that's the bottom line. Yeah. Okay, that leaves us with the final eight, which we'll go on to um, next, next time. So we've got Brett Razor, Mister Perfect, Rick Rude, Warrior, HBK, China, and the British Bulldog. Davy Boy Smith. Okay. So there you go. So that was uh, the IC Championship is continuing. Um, the tournament is. Um, right. Let's go to, before we do Matt Hardy, I think we'll yep. jump uh, to a different one. Main event jobber. Okay. Oh, okay. So we're yep. going to Backlash 2002. So hmm. the background story to this is uh, Triple H had just beat Chris Jericho for the undisputed World Championship yeah. at uh, WrestleMania 18. Uh, Hollywood Hulk Hogan had come back with the NWO. Um, yep. But immediately Vince McMahon realised that uh, everyone was going to cheer Hulk Hogan whatever they did because at that point it was like, oh, wow, Hogan's back. Um, and Vince McMahon very, very quickly, presumably seeing the uh, the dollar signs yeah. in his head, turned, turned Hogan from black and white to red and yellow again. Mm-hmm. Um and that's the era that I bought my uh, resurrected Hulk Hogan yes. t-shirt and uh, and bandana. Yeah. I oh no, the bandana I already had from the nineties. Right, yeah. okay. And, your and uh, the wristbands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, then it went to all of a sudden the night after WrestleMania, and I remember this well. I didn't watch this what coming up to the uh, show, hmm. but I remember um, the night after WrestleMania. Back in my day, SmackDown. I think after WrestleMania, yeah. and Triple H um, was challenging. They had a tournament or something, and The Rock won on the Raw and on on SmackDown. Um, Triple H said, "Rock, you're going to come out and tell me all this or whatever." And, he, and Tri- The Rock said, "I'm not going to face you. I don't deserve it, but I know a man who does." And out came strutting his stuff, Hulkamania, running wild, yeah. bowers <clears throat> everywhere. You say running wild, walking, walking wild. slowly. Um, then that obviously set it up. So you had face Triple H versus face Hulk Hogan. And then we get to the match. Mm. So, um, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't the disaster I was expecting no, it no. to be. I don't think I ever saw this match when it happened, to be honest. Um, I did. Right. I think it was completely ruined by the run-ins at the end. Yes, um, although I have to say, the Undertaker running in and just sucker-punching Earl mm. Hebner is the funniest yeah. thing I've mm. seen this week. Okay. Um, do you want to... Well, well, the the match. I mean, I, I was trying to make some notes of the match as I was watching it, and literally all I've Just got slow and boring, weren't it? I've got right here: test of strength, bit of hulking up from Triple H, some clotheslines. Yeah, those are the the notes I've got. And, and then I, then I sort of lost interest. I fell into this sort of strange stupor. Yeah, the the thing I remember a lot is the crowd booing Triple H. Yeah. And JR just going, well, they're booing him, but to be frank, he's he's not breaking any rules. <laughs> yeah. They just kept saying that yeah. over and over again. Um, basically, it was it was a really evident thing that even even trying to book this, Triple H was probably at the top of his physical yeah. sort of uh, prowess at this point, and he, he had would, to slow down. He would not have got beaten by Hulk Hogan. You know no. what I mean? I think that's um, where the run-ins come in, though, because yeah. uh, all of a sudden, old Triple H is bladed for 30 well, seconds. They what? sort of <laughs> sold it as The Undertaker tried to cost Triple H the match so that he would have to face, because he was another one contender, so he'd get to face Hulk Hogan, and yeah. he did beat Hulk Hogan then mm. to the title a month later. Um, but... I thought it was a bit messy with the end with Triple H. Oh, Jericho a, a bit in. messy. It, but that was Hogan, all over the place. Hogan saw the Undertaker cheated, 
leg dropped him and won the title that way. Yeah. Well, doesn't that just destroy Hulk Hogan's whole character of being a real American? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Well, I read some, yeah. I read something about Hulk Hogan. Um, I was, was, <laughs> was it the Gorka case? No. Um, <laughs> I randomly read, saw it, and I thought, "Oh, that looks interesting." And I looked. It was the Rolling Stone website. Okay. And um, it's something like uh, a real American hero or an evil son of a son of a, yeah. a real American yeah. chump. And basically, it, it was because it's been apparently ten years, uh, twenty years to the day when this was out in the last yep. few weeks since they did the NWO switch or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that, um, that was, yeah. And what the what he said was this was um, the greatest um, change in 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 wrestling history, but actually it just allowed Hogan to become more like himself on character, <laughs> and yeah. it just said basically um, Hulk Hogan. You know, he, he's lied about the steroids abuse. He um, you know, he, he turned it sold out for more money to the business and just on and on and on. And basically said he's just a horrible person. Mm. Um, but, <clears> you know, that, it was their opinion. I still yeah. think we should bring back the brother. Um, <laughs> but after this match, oh, God. Oh, maybe I not. I mean, what, what turnbuckle rating would you give it? One. One, I think, yeah. It, it was not far off. The Undertaker's punch on Earl Hebner saved it from being total bella. <laughs> but the thing is, that it started off not too bad. It, it was... It just it went was, on too long, yeah, didn't it? I mean, that's it, the thing. it went think, on for like half an hour. Yeah, it's a good it's half-hour yeah. match. But you, what they should have done was maybe knocked it down to 20 minutes. It was clear that Hogan couldn't move very fast. Mm. Whether or not that was the fact he had his belt buckle on too tight or mm. just the fact that he was getting on a bit, I don't know. But it's... I mean, the the pace was deliberately slow at the start, and I quite liked that sort of build up. And then it sort of fell apart about yeah. like ten minutes in, and after that, uh, my interest was just gone. I think what they did in two thousand and two, his own came back. They had this this amazing match with him in the Rock at WrestleMania. It just worked on all levels. Well, it's WrestleMania as well. You mm. had the atmosphere, you've got the the mm. energy, the excitement, and but. Then they thought, right, well, what other big names can we keep putting Hogan against? And the problem was, when he was a heel at WrestleMania, he wrestled like a heel. So yeah. you can wrestle slower. You can wrestle and uh, just do cheating moves and not, not really wrestle, effectively. Yeah. You turn him face, he should be the heel. Yeah, the hero yeah, then. He should yeah. be wrestling different. Yeah. But he couldn't do it. So the Triple H match wasn't very good. You then go forward a bit further... And um, he takes on the Undertaker. In we could have easily do that as the next boss, um, mm. broad, the next main event jobber, because it's a dreadful match. Um, I think then he goes and takes on Brock Lesnar, and then he disappears for a bit. But basically, <laughs> it's like ninety three yeah. all over again. Yeah. But it's he just couldn't do it anymore. That was the thing, really. Yeah. Um, to be honest. So there we go. Um, yeah, I'd agree. One, one, one turnbuckle rating. Honestly. It was quite painful. Um, yeah. What was also quite painful was Triple H then standing in the ring and shaking his hand at the end. Shaking. <laughs> shaking. I think he was fuming with anger, mm. but shaking his hand. Because if, <clears throat> if in character-wise, if Triple H had lost the title because The Undertaker come in, attacked him, then Hogan pulled a leg drop on him to win the title and mm. take advantage of The Undertaker coming in, you'd think... I'm not going to shake his hand. That bastard's just used <laughs> yeah. cheated to beat me. So... There you go. So, um, what a load of rubbish. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't great. I remember having a more fond memory of it at the time, but... That's that, nostalgia, I think, at the yeah. time. You were like, oh, Hogan, yay. Yeah. Now it's just like, you. Yeah, well, Hogan. looking back as well, in, in historical context, I mean, I can sort of see why they did it then, but... Well, they did it to, to rake the money in there. Yeah, yeah. But to 
to give Hogan a title run for one month when clearly it was just a, a, a money-making exercise. It, it just didn't sit well. Well, it didn't help with the Triple H, did it? You know no, what I mean? He, no. he could have built his character a bit more and it just sort of, yeah. Okay, so um, let's go on to five good, I'm excited about this, five good Matt Hardy matches. Okay. I'm so. wondering with this, I'm wondering, does it take a certain opponent to make a Matt Hardy match good? And I'm, I wonder what we're going to come up with. Well, I've got five for you and they're mm-hmm. not all the same person. Mm-hmm. So we'll uh, we'll see what you think. Uh, I'm going to do these in no particular order because I haven't tried to uh, put them into a sequence. But um, I'm just one, two, three. Oh, hang on. And one, two, three, four, five. I've got six matches here. Well, you've got above and beyond. Yeah. Uh, well, I've technically got seven, but one of them's a Money in the Bank match, which I get special mention because Matt Hardy was responsible for dropping Ric Flair off the top of the oh, ladder. Oh, yes, yes, at WrestleMania. Yeah, uh, but apart from that, I'm not interested in it. So um, uh, then there was another special mention for a match against Rey Mysterio on SmackDown episode 199. This was version one era Matt Hardy, okay. which was a solid TV match. Uh, the best thing about that, though, in historical context, this was uh, 199, so I think this was probably about 0203. Right. Um, yeah, that would work with version 9. I think that's about yeah. version 9. Version 9. Version 9 in that hardy. We've got to take a while Perish to get the thought, there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there was a sign in the crowd. I took a photo of it. I might tweet it later, but it's like version 1 has been deleted. Nice. And I thought, ah. Predicting the future. Yeah, that's it. Wow. So uh, so that was a special mention there. That was uh, some good story storytelling stuff there. Um, so the, the five matches in no particular order. Um, against Jeff Hardy at WrestleMania 25. I disagree with that. I think that's not a very good match. But go on. Okay. Well, why, I, why? I, I, I was struggling to find okay, it at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just thought there was lots of high impact spots and it told a relatively good story. I thought it was quite a slow match when I watched it. Uh, yeah, it did them have two, that, I was a bit like, oh, I was hoping for a bit more. But yeah. Then, then you remember Matt Hardy isn't the best in the world. Well, that's it. So, um, so next up, uh, I had a match from No Mercy 2006 against Gregory Helms. Okay, as Gregory Helms? As Gregory was, Helms, okay, yeah. yeah. So at this point, uh, I think I may have stopped watching at this stage mm-hmm. because I can't remember that. Um, so it was uh, Gregory Helms post-Hurricane, um, gone, right. all, gone all gruff and angry. and uh, uh, I vaguely remember that, yeah. yeah. And um, mm. JBL on commentary said, Matt Hardy is a superstar, a main event waiting to happen. TNA maybe, but... Uh, well, yes, uh, there you go, JBL. Yeah. Uh, next up... Uh, Cyber Sunday 2008 against Evan Bourne. Okay, yeah, so I can Matt, imagine that would be quite a good match. Yeah, yeah. Matt Hardy was ECW champion. Uh, it wasn't extreme in the slightest, much like the whole of the whole four and a bit years of yeah. WWE's ECW. Uh, yes, yeah. um, but it was a technically sound, high flying match, and there were lots of decent spots. Yeah, it's a real shame Evan Bourne. He he was really really good, and then I think he got suspended, and then he. He broke his ankle or something, which right. then he but severely. And in, in, as a high flyer wrestler, mm. that's a problem. Yeah. I think he still wrestles, but he never got back onto WWE uh, TV yeah. again because I think basically there was too much of a risk for him. I think cause mm. I think uh, Brian Pillman yeah. sort of went that way, didn't he? That's it. Brian Pillman is going to be in the new uh, in the new WWE uh, game. Oh, that should be um, interesting. Uh, you should try and find the list for that in a minute. We'll have a look at that. Yeah. There's some quite good names in there that I wasn't expecting. Okay, so, uh, any more? 
Uh, yeah, they've got two matches, so I'll do these in reverse order. So I'll go from a favourite of these two okay. first. So first up, Backlash 2009 against Jeff Hardy in an I Quit match. Okay, I haven't so seen that one. Well, this one ended with... Uh, well, first of all, uh, Matt oversold a bad neck after being splashed on the outside by Jeff Hardy. Right. Uh, but Jeff didn't hit him anywhere near his neck. Okay. Uh, so that was quite funny. And um, it ended with... Matt being hogtied to a table with gaffer oh. tape and some rope. Oh, I think I might remember that. Yeah. And then uh, instead of shouting, I quit, Jeff's on top of the ladder about to splash him and Matt's going, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then because he's scared about being splashed, he says, I quit. Okay. And then Jeff splashes him anyway. Yeah. And then the match uh, that I found was... The best match. Yeah. So this is Matt Hardy's best match. As far as I can see, yeah. Yeah. Against Edge. Okay. Unforgiven 2005 in a steel cage. Oh, right, yes, okay. So not only did Edge blade and bleed everywhere, yeah. you had the personal aspect of it with the, the whole yes. affair with uh, Lisa and all of that. That was when he was, I'm Matt Hardy and I will not die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it finished... He will. It, yeah, one day. At some we, point. It's inevitable. Probably in a dilapidated boat. <laughs> well, that would be ironic, wouldn't yeah. it? And uh, sort of true to... Uh, to Brava Nero. Indeed. Um, but he finished the match with a massive leg drop off the top of the cage, which was uh, surprisingly good. Uh, so that that was the um, that was the the best match of Matt Hardy I could find. Bearing in mind there were a couple that I wanted to include, but they weren't on the network. So from like the two thousand seven era uh, SmackDown run, but uh, they're, they're not on there. So the the basic thing uh, that I took out of those uh, matches was that. Matt Hardy is very good in terms of storytelling in the ring sometimes, mm-hmm. not always, depending on the opponent. Um, he is good at coming up with characters and personalities. Yeah. Not so good on the mic and in some aspects of his in-ring pers- uh, persona. I sort of feel with him that, um, like you said then, like one of the matches was uh, him versus Gregory Helms. But if I would have been watching that at the time, I would have thought, what is the point of this match? Mm. And that was the problem, I think, is that a lot of his stuff became pointless background knowledge, you know, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, actually, him versus Gregory Helms could be a very, very good match, but it would never have been built effectively. Oh, no, not in the slightest. The only reason that match worked as well as it did uh, is because Gregory Helms and Matt Hardy trained together and they grew up in the business together. no doubt. So they could got the... the, um, Intestinal yeah. fortitude. You know, like they got yeah. the the I don't know the charisma, the the, the relationship yeah. to have a good match. Effectively, they know but each other well. I think this is the 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 key definition for Matt Hardy's matches as a whole. He his best matches were against people he had in ring charisma with yeah. and in ring. Um, uh, I can't remember the word. Oh. You can't find it either. Um, but it's <laughs> I the, think the, I lost it there. That's it. Yeah, it's, it's hidden away somewhere. But the people that he had that that friction with in the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe outside of the ring as well, and that led to better matches. Uh, I think you're looking for the word uh, chemistry. Damn it, that in ring chemistry well, together. I wasn't looking for yeah. chemistry. I said chemistry. I was looking for another word. Oh, I'm telling you, damn it! Don't make me mad. Uh, damn it! I'll try not to. <sighs> anyway, so yeah, if he's got that in ring chemistry with the person, uh, certainly that personal connection to them, then that led to a better Matt Hardy match. Okie doke. End scene. End scene. Well, there you go. Five good Matt Hardy matches. Um, obviously, nothing compared to the final of the Leecher. No, no. no. There we go. No. Okay, so um, 
be interested to see if the Hardys do return um, from uh, TNA in the future. Whether they've been deleted or decayed. Yes. So, we've done that. So, let's keep going. Um, let's have a look at... Let's do um, a fatally flawed way. Right, fatally flawed way. Okay. Right. So, Hit this, this week, um, the, the initial uh, plot for this one was four Marty Jannettis from tag teams. Okay. I've gone slightly one further than this, so let's see how you do with, oh, with, right. with this. So, uh, in the Fatally Flawed Way, you've got Mosh or Thrasher from the Headbangers. <laughs> Take your pick. Okay. Um, you don't have to pick now, just right, okay. one or the other. It mm-hmm. doesn't make any difference. It's immaterial. Yep. One of the Body Donners. Oh, hang on. Right, okay, Body Donners. Yep, Skip or someone else. Yep, uh, Sonny. No, Sonny was... Uh, yeah, Sonny Skip was, or Suck or something. Yeah. Uh, Kip, was it? Kip and Skip. Kip and Skip. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter. One of Los Conquistadors. Oh, Unos or Dos. Take your pick. <laughs> and the ultimate insult, one of the Mean Street Posse. Oh, so, for those of you who are new to this feature, this is the opportunity for the Fallen Angel, and normally Old Man Joe, but he's been deleted, to take those four I hate people. You. I, I know, I know. Take those four people and decide who would win in a match if it had been uh, something that took place in the real world. <sighs> Alright, the Mean Street Posse never won anything. So I can cross the Mean Street Posse off straight away. Yeah, okay. Because they were a bunch of jobbers and they were pointless. The Conquistadors um, are this team that look like they're in some real cheap sort of gold sort like of... Like S&M gear. S&M gear. Bondage. Um, like... Uh, the Bondage Conquistadors. As far as I'm aware, they were pretty much jobbers, the Conquistadors. Oh, yeah, yeah. Their, their biggest uh, appearance was, was at Survivor Series. 87 or 88? The first one, I think it was. 87, so, um, yeah. yeah. So I think the Conquistadors are going to lose. So it's them. In fact, with the Conquistadors, with that Survivor Series, even, was it Jesse Ventura on commentary at that point? Even he was surprised Mm. that they were still in the match. So that leaves me... (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. With two two teams that have never really done anything impressive, but were both tag team champions. Yeah. Says a lot. Right, I've got it. Go on. So you've got the Body Donners or the Headbangers. I've got it. One of them, that is, anyway. Yeah. Marsh and Frasher had character. Yep. A different look. They actually were quite um, quite popular at a certain time before mm. the WWEs went with all the new teams. And, you know, Marsh and Frasher were like a different, refreshing thing when you still had LOD. Yeah, and, alternative. Um, the, the, the Smoking Guns, uh, Bart and... The other one. The I can't, other one. I can't remember his name. Yeah, you remember. <laughs> You're angry inside. Um, and um, so they were quite alternative. Whereas the only reason the Body Donners did well is because of their manager. Yeah. Which is Sonny. Yeah. Um, therefore, the winners of that is definitely going to be Mosh and Fresher. I expected that to be the outcome. So yeah, yeah that, that's uh, that's pretty sweet. Okay, well, that, that was uh, quite painful. Yeah. Um, let's go to Botch the Broadway, okay, which is um, 
Backlash 2004 yep. after the dreadful WrestleMania 20. Um, this was the follow-up event. So, uh, have you got a list of matches? Because I can't remember what the match yep, was. I know I what have. it started with. It started with, as we put this up, Ric Flair. Ain't no stopping him now. Versus, well, apart from an injury. Yep. Uh, versus Shelton Benjamin. So, yes. what do you think of that match? Uh, I quite liked it. Hang on, oh, let, yeah. let, let me just whip up my notes. So, you, you talk about what okay. you thought, and then I'll... I'll... I thought um, it was good. I thought I watched it. Funny thing is, I watched it now, um, like the other day, and I thought, didn't Ric Flair look young? (laughs) Whereas (laughs) at the time, I was like, God, very old Ric Flair, you know, they didn't look really old. So Ric Flair, I thought, looked like the the fountain of youth at that point. He had thick hair. I don't know if it was extensions or if it was his (laughs) own, I don't know. Um, I thought it was a good match. I thought Flair and Benjamin. You know, Flair kept up with the speed of Benjamin, yes, and he, yeah. and it was it was an entertaining match. I also really enjoyed the fact that the finish shot Benjamin. Flair tried to cheat a bit. He went up onto the corner with the brass knucks in yeah. his hands. Sam Benjamin knocked him off. He then just knocked him, and he dropped the brass knucks, which Jr. completely missed in the commentary. Yes. I think. Um, and then Sean Benjamin went up and did the sort of. I don't know what you call it, like a body tackle clothesline. It's a flying clothesline from thing. The, from the turnbuckle and just won one, two, three. And I yep. thought that's for, at the time. As an opener. That shows yeah. you that they were constantly thinking we need to push Shelton Benjamin. The problem is they never followed it up with anyone else. Yes. So the problem. Yeah. I mean, I my, my only thought was at this stage, Ric Flair was an autopilot. Yeah, uh, he did all his usual spots. There was the the chops, the the turnbuckle thing, which but never worked. Is that what people wanted to see? Probably. Oh yeah, yeah. You know I, mean? I mean, the thing is, at that stage, I mean, Ric Flair was essentially a caricature of himself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he was being used to develop younger talent as well, so it was sort of to give them that push. I mean, it so, was still uh, four I, I, years till Ric Flair retired. At yeah, that point, that's yeah. It. I mean, the other thing as well. I mean, I I didn't quite enjoy the end. I thought that was a bit muddled. No, they, they, I think yeah. they needed to make more yeah. of the, the Ric Flair planning to cheat thing and yeah. sort of exaggerate well, I, think the comment, I think JR missed the fact mm. that when Shelton Benjamin did like the stinger splash on, on Flair he dropped the brass nuts yeah. therefore he couldn't cheat and I don't think JR even saw the brass because he, he was still no. talking about well, it as if he had it in his hands and he didn't anymore yeah. so. was this the stage when the Raw announced table was miles away from the ring yes it was so he didn't yeah, miss yeah. it yeah. Um, so that was the first match next match uh, next match, uh, I gave that two turnbuckles. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I would have probably pushed two, maybe even three. I don't know. Yeah. I, I quite enjoyed it. I, really, I thought he had a lovely robe. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he had a lovely robe. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Coachman against Tajiri. What the hell was that all about? Uh, I for some reason gave it two turnbuckles, but I think that was well, more to do with why, Tajiri than. Why wasn't else. that a complete squash? Uh, match well, lasted yeah. about ten minutes, and it, uh, how long has he got the time on? Uh, it's the match lasted a while. It was six twenty-five. Six minutes twenty-five. And um, not only did John and Coachman look like he was wrestling to Jiri, uh, he won. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, I it, it was Garrison Cade. Um, yeah. But Jiri sort of battered Coachman through the whole match, and then he loses because Garrison Cade comes out. Yeah, and, uh, you know. I that should have been over quicker. Yeah. And the interference should have happened quicker. Yeah. And it kind of painted Tajiri in a bad light, but somehow, I think despite Tajiri the, was on his way out. Wasn't yeah, he? I think so. Yeah. yeah. But somehow, despite the fact that Coachman couldn't really wrestle him, and he did a few you know, vaguely impressive moves, but even so, it still painted him to be much more of a threat than he actually was. It's a bit like recently the Miz against Apollo Cruz. 
Yes. It's the same sort of booking where Apollo Crews was booked as the uh, <laughs> the the weak uh, force in the match and mm-hmm. then the Miz just squashed him. It's that sort of thing. In, in this case, it's Coachman is the Miz and yeah. Tajiri was Apollo Crews. It just yeah. it wouldn't work that way. No, okay. Next match then is uh, Chris Jericho defeated Christian and Tristratus in a handicapped intergender matchup, which yeah. took 11 minutes and 12 seconds. What do you think of that? Uh, well, it was a repeat of the WrestleMania. The WrestleMania match was probably the best match at WrestleMania yeah. 20 when Jericho and took on Christian and Tristratus cheated on Jericho and Christian effectively. Yeah. Um, it was all about really what do, what what did the fans want to see? They wanted to see Trish Stratus get her comeuppance here. Yeah. So I was a bit annoyed when he finally got his hand on her, and I thought he was going to do a Scott Hall type throw, effectively. Yeah. And he just put her on her knee and slapped her ass. But yeah. so um, mm. I think you know she's in there with the males. She should get wrestling with the males. You know. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. But I can't even remember when it. it was Chris Jericho, wasn't it? Yeah, Jericho um, won that. I thought a bit of a shame that Jericho won because I mean. Christian's character could have developed a bit more if that, if they had a won there. What, what did you what did you make of it? Uh, well, um, I just looking at my notes. How many times will Jericho get away with just smacking Christian in the face? There you go. Because that that was a recurring right, motif okay. <laughs> in that, um, and it was. Uh, I mean, I I kind of I I overrate that. I gave it three turnbuckles when I watched it, but looking back, I'll give it a two. But. Um, Jericho won that match with an Enziguri as well, which seemed a bit weird in hindsight. But apparently, they're trying to build that up as his finisher at that time. Mm. Uh, so I, I don't know, but um, uh, yeah, that wasn't it. Wasn't that great? So I'll probably give it two turn blocks overall. Okay, next match: uh, Lita versus Victoria. She Victoria was the champion, and yep. she retains the title against awful Lita. match. Terrible. It was awful. Um, and why would that be such a bad match? Lita's good. Victoria's good. I don't know. They they just it was like a mismatch of yeah. styles, and it, it just I they can't didn't click. That, who fought who at WrestleMania at ten in uh, twenty in terms of women's title matchup? But mm, can't remember if that was no. a rematch from WrestleMania or not. But yeah, the, it it didn't click. They missed a lot of moves, and it was a bit like watching uh, the Charlotte Dolph versus. Uh, oh no, I was going to say Charlotte Dean Sasha Banks. Okay. much, but it was a bit like that, and it was very very. Different. Disappointing. Yeah. Okay. Next one was Randy Orton versus Cactus Jack. Now, to yep. me, this was the main event of the night. Really, yeah. um, um, it was a uh, hardcore match for the Intercontinental Championship. Wow. Intercontinental yep. Championship, height of importance. And at uh, this point. yeah. So uh, this what? feud had been built. Yes. For like nine months. You know, it was really yeah. good, and we thought this would happen at WrestleMania, but they put the Rock in, which actually I quite like. I quite like that Rock and Mick Foley match versus Evolution. Yeah. Um, As far as this match goes, uh, it pushed Randy Orton, I think, up into the upper echelons. Yeah, he completely became the legend killer by doing this. I mean, it sort of proved that he was willing to take bumps, that he wasn't just this pretty face. I mean, the the thumbtacks thing as well and the reaction there. I mean, he. The the amount of blood that pours out of Randy Orton's body, like it seeps out of him. And I I can't remember what it is. I don't know if it's the thumbtacks where that happens or is it something else. At some point, I think it's the barbed wire, isn't it? And he he looks like. And it, the blood just pours out, and there's no point when he's dropped on those thumbtacks. There is a look on your on his face. Yeah, that isn't a fake. No, look. that is that genuinely, is genuinely like, <laughs> oh my life! What have I done to myself? 
Um, really good match. I, I I would give that a four stars. Uh, yeah. Four turnbuckles, definitely. I put, could this be a six-sided ring? Yeah, I think it um, could. Um, it's entirely possible. In terms of hardcore matches, it told a story. It was a great feud. It wasn't just gimmick, um, high spot after high spot. Um, it was... Uh, there was a reason behind the matchup. It elevated Randy Orton. Mick Foley was way past his prime at this point. Yeah. Way, way past but his prime. He looked superb, like weight wise. Oh, yeah, he'd lost yeah. a lot of weight. Yeah. But Mick, this, you know, it wasn't Mick Foley's last great match, but it was, it, considering we'd thought he'd gone four years earlier, it was a hell of a match. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah. It was worth Mick Foley returning for that match. Um, yeah, I'd say you're probably talking a, a six-sided ring. Hmm. Uh, I might add it to the, uh, the Hall we'll of Fame. add it to the Hall of Fame, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, uh, next match. Well, there was a, I'll go on your notes. There was a, a promo vid of John Cena rapping, which is horrendous. And just going back to the notes as well, there was a horrible botch in the Victoria Lita match. I can't uh, so... Um, Victoria tried to do a moonsault from the top rope. Lita That's rolls out of the way, but Victoria still hit her. Right. <laughs> so, like, oh, right. Uh, so that was probably a total bella. Next was a horrendous waste of time. Yes. La Resistance against Hurricane and Rosie. That Hurricane and Rosie gimmick lasted for far too long. It yeah. really wasn't. Superheroes in training, S-H-I-T. Yeah. Uh, so the whole point of that match was, because all through the show, Eugene was like being shown backstage, and the whole point of that was for Eugene to come out into the ring uh, in that match disturb it, mess around with La Resistance's flag, and then Hurricane yeah. and Rosie uh, get the win. Uh, waste of time, one turnbuckle. Yeah, awful um, match. I would say I would say it was a total battle. could even be total battle, but that, that that's five minutes of my life I'm not getting back. Yeah. Next up was another surprising waste of time, Edge against Kane. Yeah, I mean, I think their feuds later on became more when Edge and developed when Edge was Edge face. I can't remember. Who he was. Uh, at this point, yeah, really. yeah. When Edge became Kane heel, had his uh, one white eye. Yes, gimmick. When Ed, when Kane was with Lita, and because the Matt Hardy story, real life incident broke, Lita cheated on Kane and cost him the match to make Edge become a heel. Yeah. Then they had a feud. Oh, but I think it's about a year later. That was much better. This wasn't worth. No, this. I mean, I, in my notes, I just said it was over before I had a chance to get going, and I, I didn't get much out of it. To yeah. Be fair. Uh, and then finally, we had a match which felt really awkward. In hindsight. In hindsight, yeah. Um, I never really got this because they did this match at WrestleMania, and I just thought for the backlash show they should have done some slight different take on yeah. it. I don't. I don't. I don't. Oh. Uh, and the hour is up. Okay, so it was uh, the uh, now deceased and defunct uh, Chris Benoit versus... Defunct? Tri- that one. <laughs> versus Triple H versus uh, HBK Shawn Michaels. What's your take on this one? Well, the, the match itself... Won- I, just, I do find it hard yeah. to watch Benoit matches these days. And I don't... I don't know. I don't know it, you, it's you, weird. I mean, this one's doubly weird as well. I mean, it went half an hour, which I think was too long. Yeah, especially as he'd seen it a month before. Yeah, yeah. So I I think the match went on for too long. First of all, second, uh, it was in Chris Benoit's hometown, so I think that's maybe why they booked it the way they did. And it was also doubly awkward or triply awkward because his wife and son were in the crowd and they kept cutting away to them. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh. Now I think as far as the network edition of this uh, show goes, 
they used as much alternate footage as they could for like crowd shots and stuff oh, right, instead okay. of referring to but them. But at so, some point you can't avoid it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and it was just one of those things. You're just saying, oh man, this is really, really. Yeah, I mean, I, I think viewing. the problem is they can't. They can't avoid if they want the match on no. the show. They can't avoid it because let's face it, she was involved in storylines when we were in WCW. So, yes. Um, I mean, that I don't have much of an issue with. It's just the fact yeah. that it's the the linking her and yeah, Benoit, yeah, yeah. the family sort of yeah, angle of it. Three years time, and you know. What's yeah. Yeah, that's it, and yeah. it's it, it's that's a little bit weird because Benoit was an incredible wrestler, and it's it sort of his legacy is tarnished. Yeah, it, well, it's not just tarnished; it's, it's non-existent now. Yeah. It's, it's non-existent. And uh, in, interestingly, are you aware that there's a film being made yes, about yes. the story as well? So, but that's a, a discussion for another time. And but that's it, not going to do the wrestling industry any no, good, is it? Yeah. No, but it, it's it's one of those things where you just think, okay, well. He had an epic career up until that point, and then clearly something went. But you can sort of look at the matches from, or try and look at them from, uh, or the majority of his matches mm. from a sort of uh, a separate, uh, non-emotional perspective. You can see it as like a pure wrestling, and you yeah. can sort of appreciate them on that point. This one, however, because of his hometown location and the fact that his wife and someone in the it audience very difficult yeah. to watch, isn't it? Yeah. Um, to be honest, I as soon as I realised they were in the the audience for that, I kind of tuned out of the match. Yeah. So I, I think difficult to give it a rating. I think yeah. I think it wasn't the best match in terms. I get why they did it, but I I, I can't remember how the storylines developed. But I would have sort of thought about doing Benoit versus Triple H or Benoit versus HBK. I wouldn't mm. have done another repeat of no. the WrestleMania main event. I mean, uh, Triple H looked good in his uh, cowboy-style boots because yeah. uh, it was like the black trunks, white boots. Yes, it was. That yeah. was weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, there we go. So overall, what do you think about that That uh, uh, I that think event? that apart from the uh, Foley Autumn match, that was a botch. Yeah, I'd say so. I, I, I like the Ric Flair match, but I think that's me just liking Ric Flair yeah. too much. Woo! Yeah. Um, so I'd say that it's definitely a botch, yeah. So, oops, just not the microphone. Okay. Um, so there we go, botch. So um, we haven't managed to cover everything as per usual, so we've still got to go what happened if, which we'll do next week. Yeah. Um, hidden gems you'll discover with us and tag yep. team turmoil uh we'll continue that into next week yes. so there we go well this will also give me a chance to finish watching the hidden gems collection so i can give a full review of it next week but make sure that you've watched backlash because oh yes time next week oh yeah backlash will have happened and the cruiserweight classic so is it the final this it's week? the final so we're gonna have a packed show uh, next oh, week we are aren't we so yep. there we go um and we'll be getting ready for the clash of champions in the uh, next few weeks so it's not long is it no no it's a couple um, of weeks but um yeah but we'll see what happens with that because um i'm not available for a couple of episodes but uh well we'll cover that when well, we get there well that's gonna be interesting because at this rate it's gonna be me <laughs> it's all right we've got some in the bag we're, we're, got we're some okay. in the bag yeah happy days we're okay all right then so um oh yeah it's your job yeah I'll, you. I'll, I'll wrap up yeah, yeah. so uh if you would like to get in touch, drop us an email to randomstoked at gmail.com. If you found us on iTunes or wherever your podcasts are available, please leave us a five-star review. If five star, five star, five star, five star, five star, five star review. WCW champion. Um, and uh, leave a comment as well because that pushes up the, uh, the the rankings and we appreciate all the support that you can offer us. Uh, if you would like to contact us directly, you can do so on... For those of you who didn't understand that, that is... 
Twitter. And you can find me at the Simon Pryor and also at Huge Greenberger and also all of us at Iron Man Podcast. There we go. And um, you can also find the show notes for this episode and all the previous episodes at randomstoke.com forward slash Iron Man podcast. Fallen Angel, sir, is there anything you would like to add at this late stage? Um, Apart from what's happened to old man Joey again. Um, Not really. I think think we'll leave it there. I'm just just happy I've got through the show. Yeah, and you said Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, Are you thankful? I, I am thankful that I said Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, I feel like saying saying like the members of DIY as well, but I can't remember what they're called. So there we go. So um, I'm not going to do it for you. No, I'll, I'll try that one next week. Yeah, small so, steps, small indeed, steps. indeed. So thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for spending your time with us, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.